Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up-to-date, creative, and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Travel Tips Tuesday. So glad to be with you all once again this week for a fun episode where we talk about you know, what happens when things don't go according to plan, some maybe best practices and tips, and we kind of go through a list of travel frustrations. We sort of air out the dirty laundry of the dark side of travel sometimes, what it might be, and we talk about some ways to kind of get around some of those frustrations and to make travel a great experience, even in light of the unexpected. Uh, on tonight's show, you will notice a little bit of an audio difference between uh, the sort of pre-show introduction and the main portion of the show itself because we were dealing with some technical problems, kind of getting things up and running, so I apologize in advance for that. Uh, but I do hope you enjoy the content. There's a lot of hopefully helpful things here. We share a lot of helpful stories and, and personal instances from my own travel journey, as well as talk about some other experiences that some of you have had along the way. So once again, thank you so much for joining me for Travel Tips Tuesday, and let's get into it, shall we? Tonight, this is Travel Tips Tuesday, and it is December the 7th, 2021. Our question of the day is, what is the number one thing that frustrates you about travel? What is the number one thing that frustrates you about travel? We all have our travel frustrations, whether it's lost luggage or unexpected delays. And that could be going through an airport or even, you know, you're having car trouble and you're driving somewhere. Or there's an issue with the hotel room that you're staying in or things weren't as advertised. You know, all sorts of frustrations that pop up, some that we can control. Sometimes, you know, we don't have full control over uh, those issues that pop up. And whether it's a work trip, a family trip, you know, an emergency trip to go see a loved one, whatever the case may be, all sorts of different frustrations that stem from different types of travel that we uh, go in. And we're going to dig into that tonight and kind of walk through uh, how to navigate those travel frustrations. And we're not going to hit everything uh, uh, along the way because, you know, we're just going to kind of sort of cast a wide net and hopefully... Uh, give you some concepts and maybe travel philosophy, if you will, to sort of help you uh, navigate those things along the way. Uh, some news to, to talk about right up front on Sunday, this Sunday, this week, uh, I will be leaving to head to Walt Disney World in Florida to represent Travelmation at an agent education program. And I am super excited to have been uh, kind of chosen and tapped to represent my agency at this particular program. Uh, we're going to be digging into a lot of what the resorts have to offer. We'll be going on several resort tours. We'll be sitting in some training sessions with Disney destinations uh, specifically, and uh, we'll also be spending some time in the parks as well. And I plan on doing a live Travel Tips Tuesday directly from the Walt Disney World Resort next week. It may not be exactly at the same time, but I'm going to try to throw a graphic up to kind of give you all a roundabout idea of when that might be happening, uh, just to sort of let you all know if you want to tune in. And it will be mobile, so just to warn you ahead of time, the reception may not be as good as it as it normally is when I do these things from home. Uh, so anyway, it'll be fun. Uh, we'll be there. If you have questions about Disney destinations during the holidays, specifically at Walt Disney World, I think the plan is right now I'll actually ever be be over uh, towards Epcot that particular evening. Uh, and we'll be bouncing around uh, some other other parks and areas during the day. So it'll be fun. It'll be a fun day to hang out uh, together uh, at Walt Disney World and uh, with some of you online that pop on. So look forward to that. 
It's a small world at Disneyland in California is reopening just in time uh, for its It's a Small World holiday spectacular to be open. It's, it's kind of a spectacular. If uh, you've been to It's a Small World in Florida, It's a Small World in Disneyland, uh, the somewhat original, I'll say somewhat original because the original It's a Small World was a featured attraction at the World's Fair uh, that Walt Disney brought in, but uh, they then brought it to Disneyland in California the attraction is about 57 years old, so it's been there a while, uh, and it's great. It's wonderful. But for the holidays, they do this sort of seasonal overlay where they, uh, you know, there's these wonderful, beautiful lights. It has this amazing outdoor facade uh, at Disneyland, and they sort of deck it up for the holidays. They, you know, have some projections there. It's a very special uh, experience. It's not just going on a boat ride for 20 minutes and you get off and you've got a song stuck in your head for the rest of the day. Uh, it is one of those places that people go during the holidays. Uh, that people go almost just as much as the Haunted Mansion holiday in the New Orleans Square area at Disneyland. Uh, and you know, there's there's not really anything uh, at Walt Disney World to compare it to that's like uh, the, the the it's a small world holiday experience. So uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's one of those things that uh, that that people missed out on for several days. There was a, a flood in the attraction uh, that affected some of the areas. Uh, they had to uh, remove over 200,000 gallons of water. Uh, they had to insert these massive dehumidifiers using cranes uh, to drop them down into some of the maintenance areas to dry out the flooded areas. Uh, cast members from you know the electricians, the maintenance guys, the attractions, operations people, everybody had a hand in getting this thing up and running and ready to go uh, to, to greet guests during part of the holiday season. So kudos to them uh, for getting that up and running. It's a great attraction. There's a lot of history attached to it within uh, Walt Disney Parks. So glad to see that up and going along. Uh, Disney Genie and Genie Plus, that's been going for a little while now in Walt Disney World. Well, uh, tomorrow is the big day for Disneyland. That announcement came very, very recently. Uh, very, very recently, within the past few days. So uh, if you are traveling to the Disneyland Resort soon, know that that is going to be an option for you uh, starting tomorrow. Uh, you can add those to certain packages in advance if they've been booked by a certain point uh, for uh, for 2022. Uh, for they will have some day of availability as well to add Genie Plus uh, the day of. The difference at Disneyland, a couple of differences at Disneyland versus Walt Disney World. Uh, the key difference is is that it includes Disney Photo Pass at uh, at at Disneyland in California. So it includes Disney photo passes, kind of like Max Pass used to be at Disneyland, where you got access to your ride attraction photos and videos and Disney photo photo pass uh, photographers and downloads from those and you know those iconic spots throughout parks and magic shots and all those sorts of things. So that is included with Genie Plus, but uh, there is a five dollar per day uh, increase. So instead of it being fifteen dollars per person, um, kind of per ticket day, if you will. Uh, in Florida, it is $20 uh, per person uh, per ticket day in uh, Disneyland in California. So we're looking forward to that. Hopefully that will go well there. Uh, there, there are some added benefits. Seen some kind of mixed reviews along the way for it. Um, you know, it's been a big benefit for guests visiting the Magic Kingdom uh, in Florida. There are a lot more attractions there. Uh, also in Disneyland in California, the amount of attractions between both parks are much more condensed. There are many more attractions in Disneyland uh, Park versus Magic Kingdom Park uh, that you might see in Florida. So 
Spielberg, that same thing in Disney California Adventure. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a different experience. As far as Lightning Lane, Day of Lightning Lane purchases, they do have those available as well. As well. There are three uh, options for the Day of Lightning Lane purchases that you will see. Uh, one, the only one in Disneyland Park is going to be Rise of the Resistance over at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, a.k.a. Batu West. Uh, we'll have that available. I'm pretty sure is it, it will probably sell out, uh, most likely. And then over in Disney California Adventure, there are a couple of options for day of Lightning Lane purchases, and those are going to be the Radiator Springs Racers, which is a phenomenal attraction. So fun. The queue is great. Cast members have fun working there, and, and the whole ride is, is so fun. So, so fun. It is not test track. For those who are like, it's just another test track or whatever. I don't know what. It's not test track, y'all. It's a wonderfully themed area, a, a great story. It's got all the all the perks, all the perks of a great attraction all the way around. It's a lot of fun. I'll leave you with a smile on your face. So Radiator Springs Racers. And then also, uh, also of course, is going to be the newest attraction at Disney California Adventure. That is going to be Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure. We'll have that available as well for the Day of Nightning Lane purchases. So again, Rise of the Resistance, Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure, and Radiator Springs Racers. Uh, so if you have any questions about that, uh, Lightning Lane, Genie Plus uh, for Disneyland, feel free to send those my way. Uh, we will be having, I'm sure, some Travelmation agents there in the parks testing that out soon. Uh, so feel free to let me know uh, what you what you got. If you're headed there soon, want to talk about a trip, please let me know. I'd love to chat. Uh, then last but not least, I want to remind everybody about Royal Caribbean's uh, free onboard credit promotion that I'm running. Uh, it's just running just for about another week. It was supposed to initially end on December the 12th, uh, but our agency actually partnered with Royal Caribbean, and we're going to extending that just a little bit. So if you would like to get some free onboard credit for your next cruise with Royal Caribbean, uh, please look me up. There are varying degrees, whether you have an inside, an ocean view or balcony, or one of the more premium levels, level suite staterooms, there are varying degrees of onboard credit available for you. And that is on top of what Royal Caribbean is currently offering. So we'd love to chat with you more about that. Awesome. Good stuff. Thank you all so much for popping on tonight. See some of you popping in. Uh, again, I've left this question on the screen because I want to kind of start off here. And we're going to go back to uh, the the personal feed to start off. But our, our subject matter of the day is this right here. We're going to get real practical and then talk about how to navigate travel frustrations. We've all got our top tips and hacks and kind of the best way to navigate airports. And, you know, do you get TSA pre-check or clear or uh, global entry or, you know, a lot of these sort of, fast pass like experiences that you could get, you know, in airports. Uh, so we may mention some of that along the way, but we're going to kind of look at some of the top frustrations first and sort of vent. And then we're going to kind of come back around uh, and then talk about, uh, talk about sort of how to deal with some of those things. Right. So let's go ahead and get into it. And if along the way uh, you have any comments, as always, feel free to drop those in there and we'd love to, uh, have a conversation with you about them. So number one on my list is weather. Weather. That's one of those things that sometimes you can, you know, look up the uh, weather forecast online and, and those sorts of things. But sometimes you get those freak showers, freak storms. You don't know they're coming. You kind of see you're not super familiar with the area. You see a little bit of rain, you know, small chance, and then 
maybe I don't know right now if you're in Hawaii and they're having you know massive flash floods and well you're not expecting that in paradise. And how do you deal with that? How do you wrestle with that like unexpected situation? You're all of a sudden in a spot where you can no longer sit on the beach and enjoy you know your favorite tropical drink or pop over to the dole plant and and help yourself to some dole whip in hawaii or go up to the coffee farm and visit that or go you know hike on a volcano or go snorkel i mean how do you deal with those sorts of frustrations and still have still have a great experience when you spent so much time you know in, in in really money resources investing in those experiences whether it's just one of those things that just like it's Again, it causes a ripple effect throughout your trip. Uh, it can cause flight delays and a number of different things uh, to happen. So whether it's not just one of those uh, fun things that people like to talk about when there's, well, there's no other things to talk about, right? There's some real practical issues and things that can that can come up as a result of it. Flight delays. Flight delays can happen for a number of reasons, right? Weather is one of those for sure. This time of year, we're you know beginning to deal with snowstorms. Uh, which can affect uh, which can affect flight patterns, especially when you get flight delays or systems go down in major airports uh, like Atlanta. There was an issue in in Central Florida, uh, you know, a few couple of months ago or so, where you know Southwest had a lot of problems or other airlines that have had some you know computer issues along the way. But we have issues in some of those major airports, and they just causes a ripple effect throughout the day. Uh, when I was coming back from Disneyland in California in October. Uh, I was flying, uh, my telling I'm flying American Airlines and a great, uh, flew to uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, had a great experience through Dallas, Fort Worth, over to John Wayne or SNA uh, in Santana, that airport, a little bit closer to Disneyland. Highly recommend to fly into John Wayne instead of LAX if you're going to Disneyland. It's just a much smoother experience, a smaller airport. You'll pay a little bit more for airfare, uh, but you'll have much less of a headache uh, getting in and out of the airport and getting to your destination. Uh, so that's neither here nor there. Anyway, we are getting on the plane at the airport. You know, TSA pre-check there, plenty of time. You know, got some you know breakfast there and sort of return a rental car. Everything was fine. Uh, go up, you know, checked in, got my bags, got my stuff, and I'm like literally scanned my boarding pass. I'm waiting in line to go down the jetway, and then all of a sudden I look ahead of me. And it's like a domino sort of effect. Like every person went boop 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 boop, like turned around and faced me and. And I was like, uh, the plane has a flat tire. They've asked everybody to get off the plane. And that was a first for me. I've experienced flight delays before, but never because of a flat tire. So um, whatever that case may be. So uh, it ended up being a real crazy situation. And because of where I was, I was one of the first people that, uh, the, this was a blessing because I didn't have to wait super long. One of the first people that the airlines were, uh, that American was able to talk to to try to figure out where we we're going to go. And there's several other flights that were going through DFW and John Wayne, I think maybe three more that day. The next one was a couple hours or so later. And funny story with that, uh, we, we ended up getting put on standby for that flight because I had a connection to make that would take me uh, back to Huntsville in North Alabama out of, uh, out of Dallas. And well, uh, we were put on standby. So we're like waiting, waiting, waiting. Well, the, the plane that we put on standby for uh, had like 30 or 40 extra seats that were open, um, but the plane was overweight somehow. So they could not take those of us from that original flight and put us on that new plane. And then the person goes, well, it looks like your original flight, and said the flight number, is actually board in the final boarding process right now. So uh, it took a couple hours to change a flat tire on a, on a jumbo jet. So if you're wondering how long that takes, uh, we ended up on our original plane. 
uh, the original flight number delayed a couple of hours and then uh, finally made it home. So that was a fun experience. That was a fun experience indeed. There have been much worse experiences. I've had to spend the night on the floor of airports before uh, in another country. So anyway, uh, if you've got any fun flight delay stories, we'd love to hear those. You can drop those in the comments also if you like. Uh, moving forward, rude people, rude people, man. Sometimes you can't, uh, people get in a bad mood. Like, there are people sharing in the comments earlier that uh, airports are not their favorite places to deal with. Uh, they can be frustrating. You know, the quality of the food isn't always best. Sometimes the, uh, even the lounges, like if you're a frequent flyer and say like you're, you're in Atlanta and you want to go uh, to one of the crowd room lounges, uh, you know, sometimes those things are crowded and, you know, they're at a certain capacity. Sometimes the mandates, which is also on the list, they have capacities. They can only admit certain you know, amounts of people uh, in, into those. And that can be frustrating to deal with as well. Finding that places that are open to get food sometimes that don't have lines, uh, you know, or, or bathrooms or, or whatever it may be. And just sometimes the rude people that you encounter along the way, they're in a bad mood because of all those things. <laughs> Right or or flight delays or they just don't want to be on the plane again. They're just trying to get home at the end of a trip. Whatever it is, uh, rude people can ruin can ruin it for you uh, if you're if you're not careful. So be kind, be polite. You know you never know what people are dealing with. You never know uh, what what people are going home to or what they're traveling to. What sort of weights they're carrying. Uh, I'm just I'm just asking you to to show a little bit of grace when you can. You know think about those moments when you've just you know felt the world in your shoulders. Um, and just smile at somebody. The power of a smile and the power of a little bit of grace can can change uh, things for people and can help somebody have a better day, even maybe when uh, even maybe when when it hurts you a little bit along the way. So people are rude. Just, you know, be nice back to them. Be gracious uh, and, and move on forward. Going home uh, can be frustrating because you just want to get there. I was headed home from California to fly across the country. I'd been gone for several days and just wanted to be home and see my wife and kids and uh and have supposed to have dinner with them and tuck the kids into bed and, and all those sorts of things and uh you know eventually got there like right at uh right at bedtime thankfully you know they were gonna put me on another connecting flight a couple hours later but uh got got home a little bit earlier and uh ended up hanging out with them and uh for a little bit and you know tucking them in and, and that kind of thing uh, so you know, getting home can, can be frustrating especially when you're flying even when you're driving Right. And you're thinking about all those miles, all those many stops. If you're going home with family, and you've got four kids like us and you end up stopping, you know, 14 times for somebody else to go to the bathroom or, you know, somebody gets sick along the way, which is another thing. Right. Getting sick when you're traveling is no fun either. I mean, it's, it's happened to us uh, before uh, with kids. It also happened on my honeymoon when we were staying at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge the week before Christmas 15 years ago. And uh, Little tummy bug came around and, uh, you know, kind of took out my wife for about a day and a half and was not, uh, was not a pleasant experience. And I've been wanting to kind of give that time back to her at Disney one of these days. Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to go back and stay at that resort uh, sometime and celebrate. Uh, but anyway, so it, it, there are all sorts of things that can throw you a curveball on the way. So going home, uh, I mentioned getting sick, unexpected signets uh, when you're traveling. Um, also the mandates, we talked about that facial coverings, uh, on an airplane, especially when you're on a really long flight, 
Uh, you know, you're not just talking about the time when you're sitting on the plane, but you're also talking about the time when you're going through the airport, sitting in security and having to wait and all those things. So, you know, one of those days, those mandates will be lifted. We're seeing them relaxed in some cases. We're seeing them changes, changed, you know, depending on the destination. If it's a cruise line, if it's an all-inclusive, it's a theme park destination like Disney or Universal or SeaWorld or Busch Gardens or any of those, uh, those, those, those mandates are all over the place. And, and just as a matter of fact, a lot of times those mandates aren't purely controlled by, say, the CDC or the WHO. If it's an international destination, Many times it's multiple factors. It's the, uh, the, the the tourism industry that has a play in it. So all these different companies that are sending you know their guests there, like the cruise lines, and uh, that are bringing guests in, like various you know bring guests in like various all inclusive resorts, uh, and a lot of the local and national uh, you know so city sort of uh, governments, and then also the national governments for these you know international destinations, uh, along with say you know. Organizations like the CDC and FAA, uh, even in, in the in the World Health Organization and others. So it's a, it's a multifaceted approach, right? All these comp companies have health officers, and they're taking into account a number of different things. Uh, so it's not just a matter of looking at what, say, the CDC is saying and going along with that. If you're traveling internationally, if you're coming back into the state, yeah, it kind of is. But if you're going somewhere, it's a little bit different. So if you have questions, you want to sort through like what those travel requirements may be as things change, uh, especially as, as, as things are updating. Actually, this week there have been some changes and the requirements coming back into the states. Uh, so you want to know about that stuff. Just it's one thing that I can do for you is I can tell you like as a matter of fact. So don't go Google that kind of thing. Don't go Google what the mandates are right now for travel because those things are changing. Like they literally change this week to get back into the States. So if you're not keeping up with that stuff and you're not looking at the dates of when those articles are posted uh, and you're not going to official sources, which I only pull information from like the State Department website and, and others uh, to kind of see what those guidelines are and trusted travel partners and whatnot. So I'm not going to, you know, you, your uncle's YouTube channel, and no offense to your uncle if you have one, uh, or um, some third-hand blog site, right? So uh, I kind of get the irony of that because uh, this is sort of a travel-focused podcast because so like that's not patented past me. I'm just telling you where I source my information from. I uh, just want you to know that. Kind of like when I'm publicizing Disney uh, promotions or updates or information. I pull everything directly from them. If I ever share a blog site on uh, this podcast, it's always going to be from the Disney Parks blog, which is directly from them. Anyway, so that's that. Uh, the other thing, the last sort of frustration I'll mention that I'm going to pop back over to uh, the live feed is this, uh, last minute changes. Last minute changes in travel plans. So when those flight changes travel. So recently I was supposed to fly, uh, I was supposed to fly Southwest uh, to, um, to, I can't remember where it was specifically, but ended up changing to Delta and paying a little bit more uh, because with Southwest, I would have had to drive an hour and a half North to Nashville and then go through the air airport process, pay to leave my car and I'll leave, you know, another hour and a half earlier in addition to the time that you have to have to go through uh, a bigger airport. My hometown airport here in Huntsville does fly major airlines and uh, it's a lot smaller airport. It's about a quarter of the size of the John Wayne Airport in California. If you've ever been there, uh, it was actually voted best best small airport in the country. I think either 2019 or 20, even though there wasn't a whole lot going on in 2020. Great airport, port, you know, super easy to get in and uh, in, in out of. But uh, last minute changes can be uh, can be crazy and can be frustrating. 
so especially when airlines are playing around with your, with your schedule, trying to figure out how they're going to get everybody out there and, and whatnot. Uh, so that's one of the reasons why uh, I prefer to fly Delta if I can. I like flying Southwest uh, because of the two free check bags that you get in their sort of tiered uh, tiered fare system that they have uh, set up. So, you know, if you want a refundable fare, you kind of pay the mill tier or higher. If you're just looking to go somewhere, you don't care if it's cash refundable or not, you can get that lower fare and usually save a, a decent amount. Uh, Southwest has great customer service uh, for the most part. You know, that's that's been my experience flying with them. Uh, I've had a great experience in the air uh, and in the airports with them, uh, but I'm a big, big fan of Delta Airlines. Always have been. Prefer to fly through them. I know the Atlanta Airport, like the back of my hand, been through there several times, uh, and that is one of the few places, by the way, that if you like this kind of thing, you can still get a Chick-fil-A spicy chicken biscuit, I believe, in Terminal A at the top of the escalator at that particular Chick-fil-A airport. So. Uh, anyway, that's a sore subject with me. We won't belabor that. Let's pop over to the comments real quick uh, and see what's going on. Joshua Emboden, dude, what is going on? Uh, my friend Joshua Emboden is a Northern California friend. He knows all about uh, John Wayne LAX. Uh, he said he spent 17 hours in London Heathrow. 17 hours in London Heathrow, dude. That is not fun. Uh, I My uh, overnight experience was spinning the floor um, spending the night on the floor of the international airport, the Hugo Chavez International Airport in Lima, Peru. So, uh, yeah, that was fun. I was with a group of people, though, so I wasn't, like, by myself, and we kind of, like, corralled all our stuff and carts and, you know, had people sleep in shifts to make sure like, nobody was, like, taking stuff and whatever. Uh, so that, that, was a fun, <laughs> that was a fun experience. Getting delayed internationally is not fun. Uh, not fun at all. Uh, Joshua also says, uh, he's talking about sort of what it's like to deal with rude people. So true. A little kindness can change everything. Uh, <laughs> you've done that for me. Uh, Joshua, I appreciate that, dude. You're one of my favorite people. Uh, and I love to hear that. I love to hear that. Thank you so much for sharing that uh, with me today. Let's pop back over to the uh, pre-show feed here. Um, <laughs> my friend Barbara says TSA lines. Yeah, TSA lines can be a headache. Uh, if you're able and you do not have TSA pre-check, uh, TSA pre-check is kind of like a fast pass for uh, for TSA security. It's a massive help. I highly recommend it. It is $85 for it is good for five years. So if you plan on flying at all, you know, over the next five years, even if it's just a couple of times, it's worth it. All that you need is one of these guys right here, just, just your passport. Um, and I think maybe like your license. Um, and then you go to, you can go online to TSA's website and kind of look up, you know, where they have the different screening places uh, to set up your TSA pre-check. And they just sort of, you know, do a few quick little things. And in just a few days, uh, you'll have your known traveler ID that you can upload to your airlines. And that will be attached to your profile and to your plane ticket. You always want to make sure if you have TSA pre-check that you see that little TSA pre-check emblem on your boarding pass, because if it's not, they will not allow you to go through that uh, security line. Dealt with that once uh, after I actually when I was flying through Nashville and Southwest. For some reason, there's a glitch in the system and it did not end up on there. So I had to go back, get a new boarding pass, you know, printed out with that on there. And, you know, it wasn't a problem, but that can seriously save you some time. You know, there's some perks to that. Don't have to take off your shoes. And there's some other things uh, related to kind of packing your bags and how they screen things. Uh, can be super helpful. Again, last time I checked, it was 85 bucks. It's good for five years. Uh, and it's not nearly as intensive a process to apply for that as it is a passport. So uh, just be aware of that. Speaking of which, if you are traveling uh, and you plan on traveling internationally, 
please check your passport dates. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I have mine out because uh, I'm going to be traveling internationally in the next few months and I want to make sure we were good to go there. And luckily we are. Uh, passport renewal times are taking quite a bit of time right now. Uh, so you want to make sure that you have plenty of time, I would say at least a couple of months cushion, if not three, uh, to kind of give yourself enough cushion for regular uh, renewal times um, for expedited uh, I would still give yourself at least two to three months cushion. And there are some day of appointments that are available to get those passports set up, but those are only in select locations around the country. Uh, and normally those are bigger cities. Typically you can't just go to your hometown courthouse and get that done. Uh, so, uh, and, and those are also much more uh, expensive as well. And you do need a valid birth certificate along with several other uh, forms of identification to kind of make that happen. If you've never gotten a passport before, uh, you know, let me know could be super helpful. Uh, another thing that uh, Joshua says um, is, yeah, your laptop gets to stay in your bag. So the laptop that I'm using right now for uh, Travel Tips Tuesday, uh, I don't have to take it out, uh, which is super helpful. Uh, and uh, you said international to California. Um, I'm not sure what that was in reference to, but <laughs> anyway. So um, anyway, yeah, get TSA pre-checked. Check your passport. I'll make life a little bit more simply because like when you go to get TSA pre-check, it's a lot easier if you have your passport. It goes a lot faster um, that way. So mine, your passports are good for 10 years. So it's good. They're good for a number of different things. We've talked about that for you know, employment verification, uh, all sorts of other times when you maybe need more than one form of identity. Um, so I'm kind of looking through here and I think, yeah, the last, last few, um, sort of stamps I got were from around 2000, I guess 2017 was the last time I traveled uh, internationally. But I had the chance to go to Machu Picchu in Peru one time and got that stamp right there, if you can see that. So that's kind of neat. Uh, on, the, on the bottom of the screen, that blue one, um, they'll stamp your passports. I don't know if they're actually supposed to do that or not, but they did. <laughs> so anyway, all right. So let's circle back around uh, real quickly. We've talked about, um, oh, <laughs> Heather just says other people. Yeah, other people can just be frustrating for sure. Sometimes, and Ashley just says people, like, period. You're, you're right. And it doesn't always have to be rude people. Sometimes it can be the people that are closest to you, like family relatives. A lot of us may have gone on a Thanksgiving road trip recently, like my family. And those are awesome people to be around that you know, you love, and you care for. But sometimes at the end of the day, you're just happy to get out of the car uh, from, from being in the car with them for several hours. So anyway, so how do you remedy these experiences? All these rude things, all these frustrations that um, that happen to you uh, along, along the way. Um, actually, let's go back real quick. Uh, Jen says, flying is the most frustrating part and the stress of everything that comes with it, including the ear pressure. For sure, that can be an issue. And then also, thanks for the nice also, a nice nutcracker uh, being festive. Yeah, earlier on I mentioned that is actually my daughter's, and there's a it's it's broken. There's there's something wrong with it. And anyway, so I've got to look at that. This is sort of the catch-all area for whenever my kids um, break something right here behind me uh, on on my desk. All right, let's pop over here. So my follow-up question to this, uh, what is the number one thing that frustrates you is this right here. What do you do to help lessen the hassle of travel frustrations? So you could easily split, split these two things up in one episode, but I like to resolve conflict if we can. So let's go ahead and try to do some of that. And, you know, I'll, I'll shoot straight and try to be realistic with you. Uh, and you can tell me if I'm crazy if you want um, or, you know, what, whatever. 
So uh, Joshua's traveled with me to before we got to hang out in uh, Disneyland Park uh, out in California uh, for a little bit. So um, you can you can comment on what, <laughs> what it's like. The first thing is this, and I say this a lot. So how to remedy these experiences, what, how to lessen the hassle of your travel frustration. And sometimes this can uh, this can cause it to get worse, but it can also help keep you level headed uh, as well. And that's this focus on your why. Focus on your why. Four words. Focus on your why. What is your why for travel? Why are you going in the first place? Are you going for relaxation? Are you going to connect with people that matter? Are you going to you know, remember someone that's passed on? Are you uh, on a work trip? Focus on your why. Focus on your why. I can say that a million times. Focus on your why, right? So some of these, a lot of these things that happen, they're outside of your control. You can't, and my wife says this to me sometimes. Right. I'm guilty of getting all bent out of shape when things happen outside of my control and it just affects how I am and gets me really frustrated. Right. I have to remember, like, why, why am I here? Why am I doing this in the first place? Focus on your why. That can help you stay focused and help you think about what matters most to you in that particular moment. Our frustration is going to come. Sure. Yeah, they will. They absolutely will. But if you let them seep in and you let them kind of get inside your head a little bit and they can just they can dissolve the, the rest of your trip and the way you experience it, especially if you're a group leader. So I mentioned about sleeping on the floor of the uh, International Airport in Lima, Peru. I was one of the group leaders for that. And, you know, I can tell you right now uh, that some of the other group leaders were not super great mood about what was going on. I wasn't super happy, but you know, it's what it was. Um, and we couldn't really do much about that particular situation except to kind of care for each other and keep an eye on our stuff. And we did. Uh, and we had a great trip after that. Like it was a great experience and uh, loved being able to kind of spend time with those people and build memories and, you know, still think about that. It was frustrating in the moment. A lot of times they are, but when you remove yourself from your why, your whole trip just takes on a different tone. When you're a group leader, if you're like leading a physical large group of people, or if you're just the group leader as in like you're the head of household or you're the one that planned the trip and you're in your family and you're taking everybody somewhere, or you've got a multi-generational trip or it's a destination, whatever it is, right? All sorts of different group trips, group leaders that are out there. People look to you for how you react uh, to, uh, to, to conflict and how you can react to the bad news that comes your way. You can help set the pace for how everybody encounters your trip, including yourself. So remember your why. Cling to that as much as you can. You know, be human, right? Express your frustrations. Find a way to do that. But try to take zeroed in as much as possible on why you're there in the first place. Uh, and remember that as a group leader, you set the pace. Uh, the, and then the, the last couple of things I'm going to say are this. And then we'll go back to uh, back to some live comments as well. And these these are my like travel hacks. So uh, these are my two top pieces of advice. The kind of my secret sauce to travel planning, if you will. It's two things: plan well and be flexible. Say it with me: plan well and be flexible. Be flexible. Use the mind. Use the resources that are out there. If you're talking to a travel agent, hopefully it's a travel nation travel agent. Uh, you know. 
plan well, use those resources, use their their mind, use tap into where they're at, because most you know travel agents that are worth their salt uh, or, or, or will have traveled to these particular destinations that they're trying to sell you, first of all. And if they haven't, they know people that have and they know primary resources that they can do, go to that they trust that are up to date and relevant uh, for your particular travel needs. Right. So, you know, plan well, use all those resources that are out there. If there's a mobile app for your destination, like, you know, Disney or even a lot of the cruise lines have mobile apps now. Use those that are out there. You use those mobile apps for the airlines that you've got, uh, you know, use those things that you have. Prepare yourself, plan, research, all that kind of stuff. If you have last minute travel, it's a lot of fun. It's an adventure sometimes not knowing 100 percent of where you're, what you're getting into. Uh, but if you do have the chance to plan, plan research, talk to your friends that have been there before, uh, talk to your travel agent, dig into their expertise. There's a reason why they do what they do. Uh, and then be, be flexible because you can plan, you can do all the research, you can dig it, you can dig into the destination, but you know, what if somebody gets sick? What if, uh, you know, it rains on a day that you're playing on being outside all day? Uh, you know, what if there's a flight delay or, a uh, last minute change, or you know, you have to cut your trip short because you got to get back home, uh, or some other issue. Right? Those things happen. Like I get that, but that's where flexibility is key. Right? Going back to people watching you uh, and, and setting the pace, be flexible. I've been guilty of not being flexible, but being flexible can really help you adapt to the situation, help you to see the silver lining and what you're experiencing, and help you to have a great, great trip. Great, great trip. So, um, <laughs> Joshua, I'm not going to print the. I'm not going to put this one comment uh, up here on uh, on the screen because it might get me in trouble. I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, but I am going to put this one up here. Actually, traveling with John makes travel less stressful. Thank you. He has details figured out uh, and go with the flow. Uh, yeah, appreciate that, man. Thank you very much. Chris Parent says lists. We've talked about lists before, especially when packing. Uh, you know, kind of that you know, your, your packing situation, what that looks like. Uh, lists can be super helpful, especially when you're traveling with a large family. Uh, some people have lists. And Chris, you may have been uh, one of these before. Uh, lists when you go on a trip that you check off. And then, you know, when you're ready to pack up, you cross those same things off to make sure that they're back in your bag once they're back in there. Uh, so, yeah, lists can be super helpful. And in keeping them on, uh, on like an Evernote app or uh, like an Apple Notes you know, app, something that's cloud-based or like a Google Doc that you can update, especially if you're going back to the same destination uh, over and over again, can be super helpful for you along the way. Um, Jen says, good life advice, plan well and be flexible. Love that. Awesome. I think number three would have to be have a good attitude for sure. Uh, I think having a good attitude can be a lot of it. And it can be real hard. It can be real hard to have a good attitude sometimes. I'm guilty of that. You know, I know what it's like to travel sleep deprived. You don't know what jet lag feels like. I know what delayed flights and jet lag and, and feeling sleep deprived and having to sleep on an airport floor feels like. I get all that. And having other people look, look to you on, on what to do. Sometimes you just got to go with it. You know, have fun along the way and uh, and just trust that you'll be able to get to your destination. Well, eventually, hopefully. And hopefully your luggage will show up uh, around the same time uh, as well. So what do you do to help lessen the hassle of travel frustrations? If you're still watching tonight, uh, we'd love to hear from you about that. If you haven't commented already, I uh, want to go back to the live feed real quickly and see what sort of updates we may have. Cool stuff. Uh, yeah, a lot of you are, are you know frustrated about some of the mandates that are up there. 
Uh, right now, uh, one of the big things that I mentioned earlier was the situation situation in Hawaii with a lot of the flooding that is going on. Um, somebody, one of my uh, clients and friends mentioned that they know someone that um, flew to Hawaii today for their honeymoon. So hopefully uh, they will get to their hotel safely and uh, and still have it, still have a good time along the way. So there are ways to make lemons out of lemonade at the end of the day, y'all. It's, it's possible. And then my last piece of advice that I will give you, and this is my shameless pluck, is to use a travel agent. Just do it. You know, a lot of you out there love to plan. You love to plan. You like to do all the research. You like to travel. You like to give people your advice and whatnot. And you know, that's fine. There's nothing against that. And I, and I love that. That's part of how I got into doing what I'm doing. But use a travel agent because they can take care of a lot of those details for you. They can advocate for you when maybe you don't get compensated the way you should be because of, you know, an airline, you know, losing, you know, taking you, uh, taking you for a trip. Or if a hotel says, oh, you know, we lost your reservation, which has happened. Uh, or, oh, your dining reservations fell off for your trip, which has happened. Or your park pass reservations for like Disney fell off your trip for some reason, disappeared. That kind of stuff happens. Or, you know, if you have to cancel, you know, last minute and you're trying to figure out if there's any wiggle room in cancellation policies and you just want to be able to focus on family because you've had something tragic happen in your life. All these situations that I'm talking about have happened to people. You know, you get sick. What do you do? What, where, where do I go to find, you know, medical care? Does my travel insurance plan, if I have one, cover what I'm going through? You know, those sorts of things. We can help you sort through and be prepared for a lot of these things. And the biggest perk to this is that we don't charge you an extra fee for those. Our vendors compensate us on the back end uh, for your services. The only time we do add in additional fees on occasion are when we have certain group experiences. Uh, but that is very clear. Uh, but for the vast majority of, of times when I'm working with clients, uh, I do not add in extra fees at all. Nor does Travel Nation. I will always, always be completely transparent with you and uh, show you where all those things are going. So if you have any questions about that, how that works, uh, let me know. Uh, I'm an open book. I'm working with a lot of people uh, on uh, Disney vacations right now, which is awesome. Working on a multi-generational family trip to Walt Disney World in February. Uh, working with another couple for a trip to uh, Punta Cana that I'm actually going to be booking that trip right after I get off uh, this, uh, this podcast tonight. And uh, some other folks that are uh, looking to travel on cruises as well. So the travel industry is up and running. Really excited to see how 2022 develops and what kind of memories people are going to make along the way. Uh, thank you all so much for joining me on, uh, on, on, on Travel Tips Tuesday tonight, everybody. This has been a lot of fun to talk about one of my favorite topics, how to plan well, how to be flexible, even in the midst of uh, adversity when it comes along uh, when you're traveling along the way. I hope you all have an amazing rest of your week. And we will see you again live next week from the Walt Disney World Resort on Tuesday night. See you all again real soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Travel Tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.